Hello, um, how are you doing this beautiful day? Uh, Barry Zasaizi, uh, welcome to the What If We Keep It Real podcast. I am your host, Ben Oden. And I'm your host, Henry Sondo. Uh, this is another beautiful episode, uh, and I hope that you will join us all the way through. Right. Um, so to keep with the tradition, um, we would spend a few minutes to talk about, you know, the things we are grateful for. Uh, what am I grateful for? You know, What are you uh, grateful for? I think actually I've been thinking about it. I think last night or maybe the whole day, uh, I'm grateful for my mom. Mm. Um, I think I was in a situation where I saw, you know, mothers and how they interact with their kids. And I was like, man, um, the way that I think, the way that I move, the way that I operate uh, and who I am as a person, uh, a great deal of that was influenced by how my mom raised me. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, man, you know, but I don't think I would be who I am today uh, if it wasn't for her or if I had a different mom or something like that, you know, so, yeah. so, so I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful that God allowed me to be born, uh, I guess, you know, yeah. to be conceived in her womb, mm. uh, and, you know, be, uh, nurtured by her. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. What are you grateful for? I think, I think in that same spirit, I think let's, let's dedicate this episode to the, to our mothers. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, I'm extremely, I'm extremely grateful to my mother, man. Just in addition to what you have said, you know, I have seen almost a, you know, a sense of grace, like the definition of grace pouring out through my mother, you know, in terms of her forgiveness and the way just she approaches things. And ah, you call him total money. She that me, bro. You know, so I'm grateful that that you know a sense of at least a version of unconditional love has been has been shown to me by my mother. You know, and 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 she was a person who never lacked. Or never cease to, to, to give us opportunities to always just find yourself, you know. So I think where I am today, you know, for whatever reason it is, my mom has a hand to play in that. So I'm extremely, extremely thankful. And uh, yeah, we just bless our mothers today. So it is the fourth installment of the series we have been doing uh, based on the book in the process by, you, you, you know, yours truly. Your, you can just say your book. Oh, yeah. fair enough. The yours truly. It's nice to talk about myself, you know, in third yeah. person, like, you know, ah, yeah, okay. yeah. A book by Ben Oden, not necessarily a book by me. Uh, anyways, so fourth installment of, of the series we've been doing. And today uh, we're talking about the prize of the process. Uh, when I do a, if you go to, a to I mean, if you partake, participate in a tournament uh, or a race, at the end there's a trophy, right? There's a prize. At least for the winners. Yeah, it is, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. I mean, like, if it's like, you know, in kindergarten or something, you know, everybody gets a participation I never trophy. That, by the yeah, way. that makes no sense. Um, but the same principle applies in the process, you know. When God takes you through a process or when He allows you to go through a process, there's a prize to be attained. Right. Um, like, but, you know, we may not always attain the prize, but mm-hmm. there is a prize to be attained. Right. Um, you have to attain this prize. Right. Uh, so, so what is that prize? Um, that prize is basically the, the prize of the process is becoming like Christ, conformity to Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because he wants you to come out more like Christ. Right. At the end, you look more like Christ. You reflect who Christ is. Yes. Uh, again, that's not always the case. Um, but that's not God's intention. 
yanatenda participation trophy ile hujapata yani hamna kitu yani umetoka blank uh, so, so so that's what, that's going to be the topic of conversation uh, today hendri no, unatikisa kichwa ndugu yangu una jambo la kusema uh, no not really lakini unajua ninachofikiria hapa ni kwamba how how actually that is the whole point of us being here on earth yeah i think whatever god ha- has done even through scripture at the end of the day once everything is realized is 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 this sense of conformity to christ mm-hmm. becoming christ like you know as much as you have to do it in the process it's still the hardest thing man yeah it is such a hard thing to do what is not struggle and i'm also thinking like that when i'm ready now now I'm, I'm at least I'm on that level of alertness come now uh out of every situation it's almost like that typical christian swag it appears to be like almost christian swag of mm. prayer like god instead of it's like almost don't ask why mm-hmm. you know just ask god how or what what am what am i supposed to how, how are you how is this situation making me more christ like mm-hmm. you know so it's just tough and even as i was reading the book man mm-hmm. of course it's a, it annoyed me because it was it was it was number one well written number two it was sermonic mm-hmm. and and it felt like it was just i'm just like ben you're standing there speaking to me so it was just really annoying just from a, from the reader's perspective mm-hmm. but it also kind of reminded me come that is that's the end goal yeah. that's the end goal apakatikati pia in the process ni kwamba every single thing you go through is as you said it's supposed to make you christ like don't get it twisted come does any kila jambo mm-hmm. is going to make you Christ like that conformity is is step by step it's also a process come oh yeah, absolutely yeah so you guys know me talking kwenye mchakato flani ah mangu ndomotoko uko vizuri yeah and, and no. i think even basically in in essence what we're trying to say um uh to i guess put it more plainly ni kwamba corona ilivyoingia mjini hapa and by the time this is you know behind us right yani at the end of this crisis at the end of this pandemic we should be should be more like christ the ideal situation that's the ideal right, right. we should be more like christ uh, i'm going to read from the book here um it says god uses the process to reveal who we truly are and it can maybe say you know there's this crisis god is revealing something to you mm-hmm. um why so he can replace it with christ likeness right and the whole point of god revealing you was is so he can actually replace it with something else which is Christ likeness mm-hmm. um and then i say something that now that i'm reading i'm like this is kind of cheesy um i i call this process the christ like transplant surgery ni kama vile unajua mtu ameenda kuwa replace kiungo kwamba bwana tunatoa figo hii hii haiko vizuri tunakupa inayo function so so let me ask a question i read this and i got i understand i understand the picture you're painting and i just went dude I want to ask you is this when god makes us more christ like is is he transplanting something or is he renewing something because about to talk about take to in essence of who you are but he's trying to make who you are more like christ kwa hiyo ni kama vile kwamba tunasafisha figo hatutoi figo hatutoi figo tunaisafisha tunaisafisha hatutungu ni msoro wa kutoa vitu tunguni kusafisha that's my issue is that is that the situation how is it kwamba everything that's wrong he he literally does he remove it or does he correct it in light of this analogy that's all i'm saying is he removing it is he yeah. correcting it because somebody will probably remove this from me alafu if he corrects your behavior we go god removed it well mm. sometimes i just so, somebody i think what is it the, the bible uses the word regeneration right right regeneration i guess regeneration. it's more of a revival exactly uh, of something yeah something that was that's already there that's already there maybe dead or yeah 
shout out to uh, Henry's phone. Again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he definitely, I think it's more regeneration, uh, revival. It's like the bones, right? The bones right. were there. He didn't necessarily uh, uh, bring in new bones. Like, in the right. new flesh, he spoke in flesh on the new um, clothed the bones. Right. Kwa yeah, definitely. Maybe this is not necessarily the perfect analogy uh, to express uh, this uh, the truth, but I think the essence of the truth, Nikwamba, yeah. uh, in the process, Mungu to me, a process could reveal who you truly are. Something you are. new Something is going new. to come yeah. out. Okay. Not to condemn you, not to make you feel guilty, not so you can say, I am the worst person. That's not the point. The point is not to condemn you. The point is not to, uh, I guess, guilt trip you. That's mm. not the, the point. That's not the purpose of God revealing the short, your shortcomings uh, and your iniquities, but rather to replace it with yeah. Christ-likeness, or rather to conform um, it to Christ-likeness. Like, again, of course, God cannot conform iniquity to Christ-likeness. It's going to have to be something uh, that resembles the character of Christ. Right. Um, so, and that's the essence. That's the prize of the process. Ulianza, Mungu akaonesha wewe, Huna discipline, bana wewe, uh, you're a slanderer, wewe, you're a liar, wewe, unajua, yani, uh, you're extremely doubtful, you're fearful, um, unajua, you're very sensual and you always fall on sexual sin or whatever. So God reveals all these things. Sasa kutusisi binadamu, tukisha kwa expose, ni kama wajua saizi wana gafla, watu wakajua, kwa mbabana, I say, then yani ni mlarushwa. The reaction, or rather, the follow-up action, point fingers, and you to condemn anybody. You should have known better. You all of these things, but that's not God's reaction. God right. reveals these things, and you come or create scenarios where these things are revealed. And here scenario, um, our guest, and you a circumstance, circumstances and bazo na na expose uh, these iniquities mm. the most ni process. Right. Kwa sababu ni process ni kama unajua kikango flani hivi. Yani kwa mba, to a point where these things are seen. When they are seen, the next step is to allow Christ to come into your life unajua kwa mba, and to transform you mm. uh, and to conform you to his image. Domana kwenye Biblia, I think uh, in the book of Romans, unajua kwa say, now there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Kwa manisha, every time God reveals something uh, wrong in your life, it's because he wants to make something new. Yeah, it's almost life. like he's saying, listen, I see this. I'm, I'm not condemning you to anything. Yeah. I'm just telling you, I'm showing you so I could, I could, let's go back with transplanted. I could remove this and create yeah. something new out of it. Absolutely. That is more Christ-like. Just that behavior, just that character from mm -hmm. being something flawed to something to be that's more Christ-like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, our reaction to, um, as, you know, I guess our flaws or our sin uh sins being exposed should be joy right like thank you god for exposing this about you know uh my heart thank you for exposing this about my spirit thank you for exposing this about my behavior thank you for exposing this because i want you when he does that it's because he wants to do something new yes um kwa hiyo rather that we feel like right. um, but that's not necessarily the case he exposes so he can replace it with christ likeness yes. so i guess that process of being exposed mm -hmm. 
of your iniquities na kwamba of your deficiencies ile process yani it should be a joyful experience kwamba bwana Mungu thank you exactly. for living me mm-hmm. as i am thank you for exposing this so you can make me more like christ Most and definitely. that's the and that's the prize of the process and kwamba hivyo hiyo ndio trophy ambayo tunaipata every time we go through the process right um or rather we should i guess um aspire to attain this tro- nini, uh, this prize yeah. uh, like i said najua kwamba wengi wetu tunapita kwenye process wanajua mungu anajaribu ku expose kitu tunakichukua tu sweep it under the carpet mm-hmm. and mungu anexpose unachukua na kificha mungu anexpose unachukua na kificha unajua kwamba because of course um kwa sisi exposure au ku exposed it's not a positive thing right unajua hapa mtu akisema bwana say i'm exposed na unajua words that come into your mind is naked right unajua uh, ashamed right. um kuna our association of um the word exposed or unajua or the act of being exposed are all negative mm-hmm. kwa hiyo we we carry that same i guess um ideology or association okay so you come out of kufumaniwa almost any, a very shameful thing yeah, and i'm talking say i'm and i'm exposed yeah. it's a negative thing it's a bad thing like yeah. in the, in the context of our relationship with god when you are exposed it's a beautiful thing yeah because when he does that it means he wants to do something new yeah, exactly kwa yubana, every time you're exposed yani throw a party to us sadaka shukrani pekee something like it should be the most beautiful thing that happens to your life because right. you know this is an indication that god wants to do something new he doesn't yeah. want to shame me he doesn't want to condemn me like you he doesn't I, want I, to guilt trip me i think me. a better yeah. thing to say apple is come he's already doing something yes not that he's he's going no 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 for him to expose that nikomba he's already working i mean he's he working then he wouldn't have yes he's already working but i think to complete um whatever he is doing yeah. um you have to also you know take part you have of course, to of you, you have to consent you yeah. have to consent submit cho- yeah. to that okay now you have okay, to choose God, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. do that you take that away from me you know let me just read this part in your book you said mm-hmm. when you decide to live your life with conformity to Christ's likeness so i guess this this almost total submission and and you know agreeing to being exposed and regenerated yeah. you know um you say as your utmost goal everything is bearable the wilderness is bearable which is you know as christians the wilderness is that's like a the christian most, word that's yeah. such a christian word yeah. that's a sermon in itself you Nikani, know eh? <laughs> you know the waiting is bearable uh-huh. you know that's all apokatkati in the process uh-huh. i think all both these words the wilderness and the waiting you know they may be synonymous like yeah. they all describe the process in the uh, pain is bearable confusion is bearable and i love this line you will not see the beauty of becoming like christ until you get to know christ mm-hmm. exactly and i think i like um bearable mm. bearable means it sucks yeah but i can bear it mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable but i can bear it right it's painful but i can bear it right i wish to avoid this but i'm going to bear it yeah it's bearable we're not trying to um underplay the confusion you're going through we're not mm-hmm. trying to underplay the pain you're in we're not trying to underplay the reality of your condition yeah All we're saying is that it is bearable. I think when we say that as well, a perfect picture of this is is you also talk about in the book to a certain extent in Kamba, you know, the longest recorded prayer at the garden. You know, and the famous prayer, you know, if it is your will just just I mean, 
if it was my will basically father just then remove this cup mm -hmm. but this is so this this is so painful yes but because i i know what the ultimate goal is mm -hmm. i this will be bearable yes you know doing your will will make this bearable absolutely so, mm -hmm. yeah so, so 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 i think and and you know i'm saying you know the beauty of of becoming like christ um i guess or rather you're becoming like christ would only uh be appealing once you actually do uh, get to know who christ is right um and I think that just speaks for itself. on the surface. He's a God, man who came, loved people. He was cool with a lot of the people, maybe not the Pharisees. Um, died on the cross when you arose from the dead. And through him, we are, what is it? We are justified and we are saved. Right. All these are big Christian words. Um, you know, and we, we have, have eternal exactly, life. We have eternal life. <laughs> But that's like, of course, that's the essence of who he is. We call that textbook. Yeah, but the more you read the Bible mm. from the beginning of time, uh, from, I mean, from the book of Genesis all the way to Revelations, um, the more you really dive deep into the word is when you truly get to know who Christ is. The issue is that when you are going to Yesu nemjua mimi ni Yesu anemjua sijui mtume gani. Yesu nemjua mimi ni Yesu ambaye namjua mwalimu fulani. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't really know Jesus for myself. I just know the Jesus of somebody else. Yes. Kuna kuta well, is the idea of who Jesus exactly. is. Exactly. Kuna kuta mara nyingi and I grew up in that setting where unajua the Jesus that I knew is the Jesus that my pastor knew. Right. Unajua the Jesus he preached every Sunday morning. Yeah. The Jesus that was discussed kwenye jumuiya sijui. Um so I think if that's the Jesus you know um, depending on the depiction of that Jesus, any the concept of becoming like Christ. Of course. If that's the depiction that you were sold, then of course becoming like Christ would be like uh, like a nuisance plan if you know like ah, nah, 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 not my cup and, of tea. And it's scary. A lot of us Christians, Manangu, I think we've all fallen to, to that trap, Kamba. Even even as you begin to have a relationship with Jesus, sometimes mm -hmm. and then your point of reference of who Jesus is in the what the man at the podium says. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's why Nini, um, even at the beginning, the, at the very Nini, the first podcast, we we don't shy away from disagreement. Yeah. You can disagree with us, you can agree with us, um, you can troll, whatever you want to do. Um, we understand, um, I guess, the consequences of doing this and that you end putting out there you know, what our beliefs are, you know, right. our convictions, and um, I guess our opinions as well. And I think I've reached a point where now I say the ultimate truth is the word of God. Of course. It's not what the minister says. It's not what the pastor says. It's not what I say. It's not what you say. Mm. It's what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. If your idea of who Jesus is is built upon someone else's revelation of Jesus, that's a very fickle foundation. Right. Yaani hiyo ni foundation fana kimi unajua kwamba it's not strong. Ni kama unajua mtu ameme sema kwamba ni mjenga jengo kwenye bahari kwamba unajua it's just not a strong foundation. You have to get to know Christ for yourself. I love that kwa sababu hata watu wengi sana. I remember I was so shocked there was an interview by I I I forgot their name and they were asked cuz he was a Christian they were asked basically so who is Jesus? He was newly like how Jesus asked uh, his disciples. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you don't want to give the cliche that no, that's textbook again. Mm -hmm. That proclamation and declaration was just you are the textbook. Messiah. Assuming to who the promised Jesus, Son of God, you say that right. Mm -hmm. Now that is what was revealed to you by the the Word of God, right? Yeah. Now there's that 
personal thing that, that who is Jesus to you? Yes. And this guy did not shy away and he said, I don't know. Mm. All I know is what scripture tells me, but now I'm on a search for me to know him. Mm. In scripture and everything around mm. that defines me, to me, who Jesus is. That was so powerful. They're so quick. Could you the textbook answer, which is common to everybody? Mm. And and Jesus is, is is not a common is not a is not a common God. He's a personal God. Absolutely. It's the relationship. It's not come. We're going to this religious thing. He's going. Listen to me. When I say my, you know, abide in me, and I'll abide in you. This is this is a. He's not talking to 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 everyone. Yes. Even though the message is, is universal, but he's talking to you personally. Yeah. Person Ben. And I want you to know me. As much as Henry is the same thing, but I'm inviting you. And that's the beauty of this. Now, get now the structure is getting to know him. Now, when you start to get to know Jesus and who he is, and then you shift from this notion of, of the Jesus who we want versus the Jesus who is. The Jesus mm-hmm. who we want is this is this. You know, gracious, loving, merciful, kind, yes, good, a good, good father. You know, that good, good father, Jesus. Mm. And then people always try to escape from, from his other side that you can't escape from that eventually. That yeah. He's just, he's, he still has his wrath and all these things that can be a, pretty much a scary side of who God is. But you have to know him on a personal level. Hata like some good and faithful servant, he's speaking to you. He's not, he's not, all of you guys are good for it. No. But, 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 and I think, Nini, uh, we have to, I guess, just uh, put it out there. Being, becoming like Jesus uh, or being conformed to the image of who Christ is comes at a cost. Of course. Or if you strive. Or if, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You strive to become like Jesus. The more you become like Jesus, kuna chance kubwa sana ukaonekana ni wewe ni rebel even within a christian community in fact i believe especially within, within a christian, christian community kwa sababu that's that's exactly what happened with jesus himself mm-hmm. um of course christianity tunajua kwamba is like an offshoot flani of judaism unajua kwamba ni a big foundation of uh, what we believe is basically my you are judaic um kwa hiyo the society that Jesus lived in, mm-hmm. uh, a religious society, you know, who believed in the same God we believe in, uh, Yahweh. What uh, when you are the religious systems rather? Walikona mo na Yesu ni miyusho. Walikona mo na Yesu ni mlevi. Walikona mo na Yesu yani uyu kwanza alakakana anake. Yani he did scandalous things. Right. I guess quote unquote scandalous according to the religious institutions. You know, his love uh, was yani. Far-reaching, boundless, like, yeah, they were like, as Christians, no. as people, most of the time we have boundaries to our love. And he yeah. was like, no, no. So I'll, I'll go to the, to, to those, the quote-unquote lost, the only association we'll have with them is if they choose to come within mm-hmm. to church and if they choose to confess. It's almost like, choose first and then we'll come to you. His idea of right and wrong. Right. Just different things. And, and, and I think if you read the, the Gospels, many times when you are now correct, you guys missed the point. Yeah. This is what actually the Old Testament scriptures were saying. Yeah. Um, 
just know that unajua it will not always be celebrated right i think right now kwa sababu tunaamini wote we believe we all uh, worship jesus and strive to be like him kwa hiyo unajua like i said nikishakuwa kama yesu yani kwamba unajua it's going to be applauded within my uh, family lakini the truth is kuna a very high chance that the more you become like jesus the more you actually don't belong in certain mm-hmm. circles mm-hmm. you know so 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 i think that's also a price you have to pay and i think if you're measuring your becoming like christless christ likeness by the affirmation of your brothers and sisters that might be the wrong metric if jesus had used the same metric then yeah supposed to i guess cheer him on which are the religious institutions makanisa of mm. the time where the ones on point fingers at Jesus yeah, really you are false teacher you are this you are right. that so 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 i think uh, that applies to us as well today the more you want to become like christ just understand it's going to come at a cost right. now um you might uh be cast out from certain christian communities right yeah kwa hiyo unajua so so, so that, that, and i think i talk about it in the book where any becoming like christ is probably one of the most dangerous things a christian can do mm-hmm. did you say one of i think the most dangerous oh, thing a christian can do yes becoming like christ is a dangerous thing i think on every level every level even to yourself kwa yeah. na people around you just to yourself becoming that way is almost Forgive me for this word it's almost torturous. Because literally it will take you to literally torture yourself, torturing what you know, what you believed and just starting afresh. It's it's literally almost that way. You on the normal things, your view of family has got to change. Your mm-hmm. view of God has got to change. Your view of love has got to change. Your view of of relationship has got to change. Your view of business and everything will be changed. Everything your view of church your view of church is yeah, going to change I mean it, just you, you you become a different person right and that's uh, the, that's the whole point yeah and when you because I think living in a world where many of us call ourselves Christians but in essence we are not because I want you to be a Christian is to uh, make the choice of accepting mm-hmm. Jesus as your lord and savior right um and and, and let's just finish up that thing about Risema Jana accepting as as lord and savior please let's put an obeying yeah. his commandments yeah exactly um so i think sisi tumefanya ukristo kitu cha kurithishwa yeah which is absurd because you only become a christian once you have made a choice right um and you can only make a choice once you are at a certain point in your life right unajua lakini sisi tunarithishana kama unaomzaliwa huku you are a christian um but the truth is you you're not a christian you belong to christian Parents. Let me ask you a question. Something very controversial. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't believe this. Yeah. When somebody tells me I came to Christ at three years old, I came to Christ at four years old. I, I am. What, what I know is this. <laughs> what I know is that to be a Christian, you have to make a choice to follow Jesus. Right. Now, when do you make that choice? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't. I can't. I don't know. Maybe because uh, you know we, we we've heard of. Uh, people who graduate university at the age of 12 14 so i don't know this could be a child that was you know uh mentally but that's uh, developed but at a very logic. early age but huh? all these things are logical 
No, again, the gospel is also logical. You know, somebody ha- you have to understand to believe. Yeah. You know, that's why the Bible says you go, somebody on your combat has to hear the gospel. And somebody has yes, to preach whatever. Comes yeah. by hearing and the hearing yeah, of so, the so, so if someone is capable of hearing and understanding and making that choice, um, then I don't really care at one point that yeah. happens. And I can't really speak on whether or not it was legit. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know, you are, I, what I believe is that you become a Christian once you have made a choice, church. not because you were born into a certain family. Right. Not because you go to church. Go to church doesn't make you a Christian. Yeah. You have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Now, it's okay to go to church because um, you can go and you say, okay, this is interesting. I know a guy, in fact. I know a guy who goes, I mean, at least uh, I've, I've not been in touch with him for a while. But at the time that we were in touch, he would go to church every Sunday. Hmm. He believes in something completely different. Right. Then, you know, but he comes to church, I guess, for community and, you know, just for the word, you know, these are like, he, I love the principles that are being taught um, from the Bible. So, and I, I apply them into my life and good things happen. So, that's why I come to church. So, all these things are not necessarily it's indicated. It's a recipe that, yeah, that works. It's not, it doesn't indicate um, your Christianity. Like, in me, Christianity is more of that choice. Uh, to accept him as Lord and Savior, and like you said, I will follow you. And of yes. course, that act of following requires yes. that you would you obey what yeah, he yeah. Uh, commands. So, 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 so I think, again, becoming like Christ, at least in my own life, is the most dangerous thing in my walk with God. Because yeah. there are times where it forces me to disagree with what I have believed to be, you know, right. Yeah. Or what I have believed to be true. It's constantly pushing me and confronting me to that place. And and it's not it's not an easy or comfortable place, you know, and it pushes you to sometimes be willing to stand on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, I want you to, to, to actually there's another part in the book I would like you to explain, Kidogo. You said in the process you meet God's utmost desire. Mm. Worship. Yeah. And in the process, you become what God desires, Christ. Like now, mm-hmm. I get the part in the process, you become what God desires, mm-hmm. Christ. We've, we've talked about this already. In mm-hmm. I want to understand what you mean the process, you meet God's utmost desire, worship. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, God desires to be worshipped. Right. I mean, he created us, uh, of course, you know, because he, I guess he loved us. So we were always, you know, in his mind. Um but, you know, he created us out of love and everything else. But the one thing he required of us is worship. Right. That's what we, you know, that's what we sort of like exist, you know, we to worship God. Mm. And you look in the heavenly realm, that's all those guys do. Mm-hmm. They worship God. He deserves worship. And in fact, the fallout, what, 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 what we believe, you know, the fallout between, not what we believe, the actual fallout between God and Satan what was the point there? It was worship. Mm. Um, where Satan was like, I'm not, you know, I want me a piece of that. Mm. Um, so worship is in any, I believe um, that worship is God's utmost desire. Yes. Worship. And, and worship because he is the only one who deserves the worship. You know, um, anyone's worship, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so when I say in the process, we meet God's utmost desire, worship. Um, if you go back to the few, you know, few chapters behind, I think the first act of the book, I talk about, you know, what is worship? Worship yeah. is not necessarily raising your hands in the church and singing exactly. songs, but worship is, obedience is an act of worship. Worship, about to get yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. worship is more of a, it's a verb, it's an act. 
it's right. not something you say or it's, it's something you do, do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything that you do that points to God's greatness mm-hmm. or points to God's essence is an act of worship right so if God says loving is a good thing and you love yes. somebody it is an act of worship because mm-hmm. you're you saying God I believe what you say and I'm doing it yeah. that is an act of worship yes but here it's not worship in a sense of point, raising your hands and singing yeah that's like one form of worship but I think when I say you meet God's utmost desire because in the process again you become like Christ in becoming like Christ you have to obey you cannot be forced into Christ likeness you have to obey an act of obedience is an act of worship because an act of obedience is pointing back to God and saying, God, I trust you. I trust you to the point of actually agreeing and doing mm. what you ask of me. Yeah, I think it takes us back to, is it First Samuel or Second mm-hmm. Samuel? When, when, I think it's one of those, when it says, when, he, when the scripture says that obedience is, is better than sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, all you have to do, and I think, I think Jesus came and, and literally stressed that every single time. Yeah. If you love me, if you claim to love me, because that's the, the most perfect thing out there is, is love, true love. It's come by, you'll obey. That's all. If you show me that, if you are able to do what I've told you, or if you're able to do what my father has told me to tell you, um, then that, that, is obedience. Now that, then, and, and I love it, but the only way you could actually, obedience is doing, mm-hmm. worship is doing. It's almost like a lifestyle. That's what you do. Yeah. You know, you, you can worship God at your workplace. You can worship God as an athlete. Just by doing that itself, that could be an act of worship. Now, I love this, Kwasababu, it's almost like the gym. You can't get bigger unless you do it. Yeah. You can't get faster unless you, you keep running. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't lose weight unless you eat right. Mm-hmm. And you can't become Christ-like unless you obey Absolutely. what he's taught. Yeah. And that's the key, unless you actually obey what he's taught. And, and I think one thing to get out of the way uh, for our listeners is that we are not saying, this is what we mm-hmm. believe um, in regards to salvation. We believe that we are saved or, or justified by faith, faith alone. alone. Yes. That's what we believe. But we believe that when God saves us, when God redeems us, we are not meant to stay where he found us. Right. When that happens, then the next phase uh, of our work with him is becoming like Christ. Right. When we talk about obedience, it's in the context of becoming like Christ, not necessarily acquiring salvation. Yeah, you, can, acquire. you can't acquire. It's, yeah, can. it's, it's free. Yeah. Let's just it's begin free, with yeah. that. The Freely cost had given. been paid. Mm. The cost had been paid. And I think we're justified by faith alone. But by faith alone, like you also got to remember, once you have that faith, that faith causes you to do different, causes you to act different, you know. And that's why I think sometimes even the scripture says faith without works. It's like believing and you're just there. Mm-hmm. It's like assuming is, yeah, I believe you, Jesus, and then you do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. That, that means nothing. Now, go and be, you know, go and be more like Christ. That's just like the ignition. Or you're going to do is just waste fuel. You've got to drive. You've got to go somewhere. You've got to achieve the perfect picture that... that, that now, let, let's get one thing straight here. Let's just set the record straight. Uh, what we believe is that we're not saying, you know, we talk about obedience in the context of what we're saying here. We're not saying that we are saved by our acts. 
no, by not. doing something. We don't qualify for salvation. We don't acquire salvation. Uh, but rather, we are saved by grace through faith. faith. Mm-hmm. That's what we believe is that, you know what? God has freely given, um, given us uh, this gift of life. So we are saved by grace through, through faith. faith. That's what we believe. So when we talk about obedience here, we're talking about obedience in the context of becoming like Christ. Right. You're already saved, but now you're on this journey of becoming right. like Christ. The Christian term for that is what? Sanctification, right? Right. And I think that's, I think that's again, it's also the process. We might get to that, the issue of sanctification, but it's a process. But as I was saying, it's almost like the ignition. Yeah. It's like you accept the gift of salvation. That's like the ignition. Okay, now we've turned it on now. And now you've got to go. Then now there's a process up in the middle that will get you to be more Christ-like. And I think those, should I say that will, will qualify as works, but that doesn't take away, that doesn't add anything to your salvation. Mm. It doesn't. It's more like putting faith into action. And putting faith into action, that comes in the form of obedience. You know, I believe you. I believe what you say, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that requires faith. And that's what we say, Kumba. Works, you know, works that will display your faith, even though from the beginning we categorically state that we're justified by faith. By grace, we, that we have faith. saved. No, we're justified by faith, but we've been saved by grace mm-hmm. through faith mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. So let's just get that clear. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's, uh, there's. I, I was joking around earlier on because there's something you wrote in your book. Oh God. That uh. <laughs> that oh, seemed God. like a very, very worship thing. Yeah. To say from a, from a, from a, you know, like Hillsong, Bethel, you know, there's mega churches and, and, and their music. Mm. Uh, there's something in the book you said. It's nothing bad, really. What did I say? You said, um, <laughs> you said something along the lines of uh, that you, we can bring heaven down to earth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember that. Hey, one. man, listen. I I read that a couple of times. You 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 made me go on a tangent and stuff like that. I was like, what is is you actually said the infinity and eternal nature of God makes their panting ceaseless. You mm-hmm. talked about as the deer panteth. You know, that verse ceaseless and consistent to eternity. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And you said pursue His presence all the time, mm-hmm. and then which is great, bring heaven down. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of other things that I enjoyed there, but then. That I agree with. And I just bring, bring heaven, heaven down. What does that mean? Now, yeah. uh-huh. that made me go on a search of what that means. Now, I, I went to scripture. I was like, bruh, me, I can't find anything in scripture. Uh-huh. What does this mean? Bring heaven down. Bring heaven down. And then that, my research took me to like a Jewish, a Jewish, um, you know, site that talks about, you know, Jewish scripture and all that stuff, you know. And to them, bringing heaven down means doing whatever you do on earth with an essence of holiness. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the Jewish. I want to know, because this is a very common term, especially when, when people pray and stuff, you know, bringing heaven down. Yeah. Especially as Pentecost, man, I went in there and, you know, it's like, she brought heaven down. Like the, the worship leader, she brought heaven down, man. Yeah. She opened up the heavens. Okay. <laughs> like, she yeah. opened up the heavens. Okay. So I just want to know, where was your mind at? What, what does this mean? Yeah. I, 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 I think... At different parts of uh, the, that chapter, I sort of like tapped into the <laughs> poet Ben, uh, and I understand how right. you know uh, some of the things can be misunderstood. Right. Uh, and, and I and I took that risk, you know, I guess with open eyes, knowing that you know what, yeah, this could be taken out of context. Um, but I think what I meant by bringing heaven down is that what what is heaven? Mm-hmm. 
there's a song that says your presence is heaven for me right and uh my initial idea of heaven was you know this beautiful place mm-hmm. i really didn't think about god i was like this beautiful god is the architect it's this beautiful place that i go there's no worry no tears no pain uh, right. no sorrow no suffering nothing bad all good mm-hmm. That was my initial idea of uh, heaven. And then, of course, the more I got to know who God is, I realized that heaven is where God is. Mm-hmm. What makes heaven heaven is the presence of God. God. Right. You know, you can get to this beautiful place, but if you take God out of it, it is not, it is, it is not heaven, at least not heaven uh, that is depicted by scriptures. Right. So when I say bringing heaven down, what I mean is that caring and manifesting the presence of God. Now, again, spiritual terms. What do I mean by that? We go back to what we just talked about. Right. Actions. When people encounter you in your day-to-day life, do they encounter the essence of God? Combine you in your workplace, in your family, uh, in your relationships, um, in your business, you know, in your church, whatever it is. When people encounter you, do they encounter the essence of God? But do they feel that unconditional love? Do they feel that gracious nature of God? Do they feel the merciful nature of God? Do they f- see the integrity of God? Mm-hmm. Do they see the just nature of God? So when people encounter you, do, is, that what, is that what they encounter? Do they encounter the essence of God? So when I say bringing heaven down, I mean caring and manifesting that essence of God. You're not just a regular human being, which goes back to what Christ said in the New Testament. You are called to be the light mm-hmm. of this world. And a light is not hidden and you are under the bed, but it's put on a lamppost right. so that it can illuminate um, the areas surrounding it. That's what I meant. It's about manifesting the essence of God. It's about being the light. It's about being that person who is set apart. It is so obvious. And I say, Leo, and a hundred other people, but there was something godly about you. Right. There was just something about you. Mm-hmm that Nayua, I guess, um, exposed or displayed the essence of who God is. So that's what I mean when I say bringing heaven down. And it's, again, I, I put that particular uh, phrase um, in this chapter when, when I talk about becoming like Christ, because when we become like Christ, that's the effect. You read the Gospels. When people who met Christ, they were like, some of them, like, ah, you're a prophet. He didn't say that. But there's, there's an essence about you that you know, you know, we connect to the Elijahs, to the Moses, to the, all these other guys who, you know, you are, again, also carried the essence of God. So when people encountered Christ, we, he didn't tell them. There was something, people were like, there is something different about you. Right. There's an essence that you have that is different. When we want to become like Jesus, we need to display the same thing. Mm. Um, it shouldn't be just a regular thing. It's just ordinary, just an ordinary dude. Uh, it is what it is. But there should be an essence where people like take a step back and say, what is that? Right. You know, for, for people who can articulate, they're like, there's an essence of God in you. For, of course, all they'll be left with is, what is that? Right. And of course, that, if they ask you, if they ask you directly, then of course, that's an opportunity to preach the gospel. Like exactly. So that's what I meant, bringing heaven down. Um, what I meant is that carrying that essence of God, yeah. the surrounding that you're in, it's sort of like heavenly because you have that essence of God 
There's a certain peace around you. There's a certain joy around you. There is a that unconditional love around you. There's that mercy around you. There is that grace around you. Unajua in most cases nakuta kwa mfano watu wengi atakana matatizo they avoid coming to us Christians. Right. And that should be like a red alert come right. like yo okay kwa sababu people you know run to God mm. when they have problems because they like there's grace there's mercy lakini kama mimi nakogopa kukufuata wewe there is something wrong right. there's an essence of God you are not caring mpaka mm. naogopa kukufuata kama like yani ningemfuata jamaa I'll be judged or I'll be this or you know what I'm saying right. so, so so that's what I mean when I say bringing heaven down combining be, any becoming I guess the representation of what heaven is like or at least a part of it because of course we are not perfect or anything like that but I know when I encounter you I have encountered something heavenly right that's what I that's that's what I meant no that's good thank you for for defining that kidogo mm. with a, with like a mini sermon right that was like a mini sermon I'm telling you this 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 whole chapter was just too sermon the preacher in me came out yeah yeah most definitely <laughs> but just one thing before we even get to the end of this i just wanted you to talk about kidogo mm. that you talked about is is the issue of finding joy in the process because we know you know apostle especially apostle paul in many of his letters he enjoyed you know quote unquote persecution he enjoyed the hardships he enjoyed the challenges mm. and while he was in that process whatever that was at the time and he also encourages us to to find joy in that as a matter of fact he found that almost almost some kind of gain to go through that and he mm. found peace and joy while doing that doesn't mm. mean come by you know he wasn't he wasn't maybe depressed at times maybe he was not anxious at times mm. all these things some he was human but how are we able to find joy you know whilst in the process because you talk about it in, in your book yeah. mm. i think of course that joy is a f- i guess is sort of one of the fruits of our faith mm-hmm. um joy is that state of peace where you know right it's all going to be okay right it's that state where you're like it's all going to be okay somehow somewhere yeah you can't have joy without believing right you have to believe that it's all it's like everything's going to work out for my every, good the, everything is going to work out for my good all yeah. things will work out for the good of those who love god right yeah um so even if it means going to end up losing my life this will all work out it's going to work this ain't out about me at the yes. end of the day you know if yeah. god allowed this to happen um this event this incident does not make god less just less merciful, less loving, uh less sovereign, right. less powerful. Right. It does not make him less anything. God is still God. Mm-hmm. Uh and his promises still stand. So joy is that state of, you know, where you're like it's all going to work out. That's why you say jo- jo- joy is uh it's not circumstantial. It's not based on circumstance uh because regardless of what's happening, I have this peace in me. That it's all gonna play out, right? You know, just fine. Yeah. Like it's all just going to work out. That that that's joy. So f- to get to that place, you have to believe. Mm-hmm. You have to believe right. that it's all going to work out. Yeah. That whatever promise God has, you know, made uh, in His Word, still stands. Mm. It's like that song. What is it? Uh, I like that song by Elevation. What is it? Your promise your still, still stands. stands. Yeah, it is your faithfulness. Yeah, that yeah. song. So it's it's that's that's the state of joy. Someone who's joyful is a person who says that. You that, always declare that. That I acknowledge that I'm hard pressed. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge that I'm being persecuted. Right. I acknowledge that I'm in great pain. Mm. I acknowledge that I've lost something. Mm-hmm. But it's all going to be fine. Right. It's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. So did you say that's your 
your your your piece of advice for for Christians in the process of becoming more Christ-like. Yeah, you, you stick on, keep running the trust race. Trust God. Trust trust God. Trust God. Trust what He says, what He has promised. Um, Don't give up. Yeah, and when you trust. Joy is just going to be a result. You know, you don't seek joy. You you, you trust God. Joy yeah. shows up. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about yesterday how joy springs yeah, from it's the a inside fruit. out. Yeah, exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't come out from some external thing. No, God is, is within you, is in us. So he will spring that well of joy. Absolutely. You can't have joy if you don't believe. So what, what's the one last thing you want to tell people? In, I, I think as, my as whole thing. As we're in this road to, to, as we all strive and pursue to become more Christ-like. I think my whole thing is... Um, if you, if you, I mean, for those who would know the cover of the book, mm. um, I remember when I was working on this, I was very like particular about what to depict. Yeah. And, and in the cover of the book, you can see uh, this guy walking, uh, you know, no cell phone towers around, nothing. Um, so the device he's carrying is absolutely useless. Uh-huh. Um, no connection to anybody else. You're uh-huh. like an island. And that's exactly what the process is like. You know, even though you are surrounded by people, you can't. They don't, no one has answers for you. He's wearing skinny jeans. Exactly, skinny jeans, yeah. So, <laughs> besides the point. But when you are in the process, right. most of the time there are no answers. You have to trust God. You have to trust God wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. If you don't trust God, be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, you know, in our previous episodes, that God can only transform you if you are standing in an authentic place. Right. So my advice to people is that, you know what? Just believe. Believe. If you don't believe, ask him to help you. Like that person who said, help my unbelief. Help me overcome my unbelief. Help me my unbelief. When you believe, Mm. peace, joy, all of these other things will come. Obedience, all of these things will come. Yeah. But you have to start at this point of faith. Believe. If you don't, ask Ask. him to help you to believe. But believing is the one thing that I would tell people. Just believe. You know what I said? Just do it. Just do it. I think as Christians, you just have a thing. Just believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think think that takes us back to scripture, especially in this issue. If you don't have it, just ask. It's like always we're reminded that you have not because you ask not. And I think... We shouldn't look so much in the materialistic. This is spiritual in yeah. terms of growth, in terms of being, being more Christ-like. If you desire that, mm. whatever it is, if it's the fruit of the Spirit, if you want to desire to be more like Christ, then ask. Because you can't do it alone. So if you know you don't have it and you're struggling with it, just ask. Absolutely, and he, and yeah. he will give you. He will give that to you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. So this was another episode. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Today was kind of heavy. Yeah. Um, I can even feel it in the room. I can I, feel it too, man. I, 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 I can feel I, the I anointing. Like, yeah, I was like, man. It's okay now. Like, you know, what we like to say, I can feel the presence of God in this <laughs> room. Um, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, uh, until next time, I am Ben Oden. And I'm Henry Sondo. Let's keep it real.